really appreciative of the words spoken to this point in our conference. And um, I really, I, I feel like that what I'm going to share with you today, I'm just going to talk. I mean, you know, you know, I say I'm going to talk, but, you know, I'll have to preach a little bit. But uh, um, I really feel like that everything in my life, everything in my life in 44 plus years of salvation have come to this point right now, today, in the message I'm ministering to you today. Everything I've done has led up to this. Back in probably, I don't know, it may have been 86, 87, 88, somewhere, uh, sometime, um, we were at the Believers Convention in Fort Worth and, uh, that we've gone to many, many years. And um, Brother Copeland made this statement in, in the Believers Convention. He said, the last move of God in the earth is the ministry of Jesus. Gosh, I get chills when I think about it. And I remember thinking, what does that mean? The last move of God in the earth is the ministry of Jesus? I mean, didn't, aren't we doing the ministry of Jesus now? You know, that was back in 86, 87, whatever. I was, I'd been saved at that point for uh, probably 10 years, 9 or 10 years at the time. And uh, I'm thinking, what does that mean? But man, that has been lodged in my soul ever since that, whatever year that was. And I think about it all, I've thought about it all the time. I hate to cry, but I mean, it's going to be just kind of an emotional message, right? but I'm going to get through it. Um, the other day I said it was seven years ago, it wasn't that long ago, about five years ago, six years ago. When we started our Connect Equip classes, first Connect Equip that I taught was Brother Hagen's book, The Authority of the Believer. How many love The Authority of the Believer? Man, changed my life. I've read it at least over a hundred times. But when we did that class, how many were in that first class? You remember that, yeah. My life, my life changed. I taught that class and my life changed. And what happened was that I got a, I, I received a revelation about prayer and confession of the word that I'd never had before. I mean, if you were, if you were to, if you, if I was to tell you what I knew about prayer and confession, it's what I'm going to tell you right now. But I knew it up here and I didn't know it here. I mean, I knew it up here and had some of it in here, but I didn't have it in here like I had, like I needed it. And from that class, my life changed. And for the last however many years ago that was, for the last five plus years, <clears throat> I have prayed 
every day for every one of you before some of you I even knew. And I'm just, I, have to, I have to put a number out there for, for the sake of my point. But every day I pray for on the low end a million and a half people every day. And I never miss. But the revelation of how to do that and how to accomplish that came from being taught the importance of confessing the word. And you've heard me say this before, but I want you to get this deep, 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 deep in your heart. You don't confess the word on a daily basis. You don't develop a daily routine of confession to change your present circumstances until your confession becomes revelation. You don't make confession to change things. I didn't understand that in the beginning years, but I still did it. I thought if I threw enough scripture at something, it was going to change it. Can't tell you how many hospital rooms that I went into where people were dying and I threw scripture at it. I mean, as much scripture as I meant, I mean, I tried to quote the whole Bible, you know, and people would die. And then one day, about five years ago, I read the first chapter of the authority of the believer. And it changed my life. I was, I was reading it to study, to go over the book, to prepare for the class. And it just changed my life. And I've been praying Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 and Colossians 1 for over five years every day. And when I say a million and a half people, it started with just however I was putting it together. But I've just added people. And I've added groups of people to, to the point that I don't mention every single name of those million and a half plus people. But I make declaration over the ones God's given me. And those words are changing situations like I've never known before. But all of that happened because I had a life that I was taught from the beginning of the importance of confessing the word. I didn't understand what I was doing. There were days I'd get tired of it and days I wouldn't make confession and tired of days I'd get mad because my confessions, it seemed like nothing was happening, you know. But I never quit. If you just don't quit, you'll reap. No matter how ugly it looks or how dumb it seems or how, you know, how confused you seem at different times, if you just stay with the word in the seed of the, the word confessed on a daily basis is the power to change your life and people around you. I, I can say in no pride whatsoever, but, other, but people's lives on this planet are in a better place because I pray for them. Yes. 
because I believe what I pray. I can't miss. Paul said in Ephesians 1 and 15, he said, in one translation, he said, I can't not pray for you. He told the church at Ephesus, I have to pray for you. And what he was saying is, if I'm going to give you the word, the way God's given it to me, I have to pray for you. And I, I really believe that the word that we preach has become more successful in people's lives because of the prayer. Because of the prayer. And I'm just telling you, I'm talking to you about things right now that, that all, I almost don't even have natural words for. I'm going to get it out the best that I can in the next few minutes. It's almost like I don't have natural words to explain what I see for this planet until Jesus returns. It's the best days ever for this planet. You know why? Because I'm here. And see, that's the way you and I have to see it. This is the best days of this planet because I'm here. See, I can't speak that for you. I, I can teach it. I can put it out there. I can encourage you. But you have to make the decision that you're a difference maker on the planet because of Him. So, just follow me. We read some of these verses of Scripture last week. But just follow me. <clears throat> and I'm going to... Can somebody bring me a Kleenex? Fabian, can you get me one? There. Thank you. Excuse me. Recordings when somebody's going. <laughs> People can't even hear the word because they're listening to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> so I'm going to say it to you again. Your confession of the word that we've taught a lot about here in the last, especially the last two or three years, developing a daily routine of confessing the word of God. That confession is to change the way you think until it becomes revelation to you. That gives the Holy Spirit something to reveal. But if, I don't, if I'm not daily developing a daily routine of the confession of the Word, then my mind will be distracted. It won't be enough that you heard a message on Sunday or a Wednesday. It won't be enough. You have to have the word coming out of your mouth, in your ears, and getting down in your heart so that it can become revelation. But, but I'm going to say it to you again because I wanted to encourage you. You're not confessing the word starting out or at, at any, at, at, every day. I have a daily routine of 30, 45 minutes. Sometimes it extends farther as the Holy Spirit leads me in, in that. But I have a standard way of doing it on a daily basis. And as I do that... I'm not, I'm not confessing the word to change things. But inevitably, 
Every time I begin to confess the word, there's something in there Holy Spirit will say to me. But see, if I don't do that, and I'm just getting up in the morning, and I'm meditating on problems, and I'm listening to the news, and you know, thinking about how bad everything is, and this and that and the other, Holy Spirit can't reveal that to you. There's nothing for him to reveal to you. It has to be something that is ongoing and fresh and every day. For the last year and a half, I have been dealing with issues with my natural father. He's been battling, he's 87 and he's been battling <clears throat> um, memory loss. I'm say, I want to say it the right way. I'm not putting a name to what he's dealing with. I'm not ignoring what he's dealing with, but I'm denying its right to remain in his body. My dad is a believer. He accepted Jesus Christ at a Fellowship of Christian Athletes golf camp many years ago, and he accepted Jesus as his Savior. And so he's born again. But he, but he has not had the revelation that I've experienced in my life. I'm not judging our lives. I just know. You, know, you don't judge yourself and like you're better than someone else. But you judge what other people have concerning the understanding of God. And because he's not had the understanding, and because he has people, he lives at home, and he's got people working around him, and they're all great people. But people with, without without renewed minds and understanding say all kinds of things they just they don't think about what they say they just say it well he's this and he's that and he's getting this and so that's around him all the time so i've had some frustrating days dealing with it i go there about every month for a few days to deal with my father and so i've had some frustrating days in dealing with it but this is what I say over my dad every day. Today I speak life, health, strength, and vitality into my dad. He has the mind of Christ and he thinks the thoughts of God. He has the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God so that his understanding is clear. He's redeemed from the curse of memory loss. I declare that through the blood of Jesus, his brain cells are being restored. His body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I make a demand on his body to be chemically balanced in the name of Jesus. Every cell of his body functions in the perfection that God created it to function, and I forbid any malfunction in his body. Life of the flesh is in the blood. The anointing of Jesus is flowing through his veins, sending healing throughout his whole entire body. Every system of his body functions with supernatural efficiency. His body is free from pain, discomfort, distress, and symptoms of sickness. 
He shall walk and not be weary. He shall run and not faint. His mind is renewed and his physical strength is restored. He's vibrant and full of life and vitality. The presence of the Holy Spirit in me is stronger than any weakness in, my, in his flesh. He's strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Strong in spirit, strong in mind, strong in body. God has made a way where it seemed like there's no way. I boldly declare that I'm healed, healthy, and whole, that he's healed, healthy, and whole in the name of Jesus. The words I've just spoken are medicine to all of his flesh. Speak that over my dad every day, and I've never missed since I created it. Not one time have I missed. But what's happened is there's times when it looks like he's getting worse that what I've remembered and what God's shown me in the last five years is. Remember, you're not making a confession to change things with him. You're making a confession to make sure that your thinking is on me. And what's happened is, in spite of other people around him, God's given me several other things to say over him that every word curse that is spoken over him falls dead to the ground. Everything stops. Has no authority over him. I have authority over him. I have the medical power of attorney, but I have spiritual authority over his life now in the name of Jesus. And I've taken it. And what I'm listening for is what God would tell me that needs to be done, that needs to be said, that needs to be spoken in faith about, us, about his life. And that is increasing all the time, and it's because of what I say over him every day. I will not allow myself to say that my father has such and such and such and such. I will not allow myself to say he has that. I know the symptoms. I just told you he has symptoms in his body of memory loss. Physically, he's in perfect shape. Organs, everything working, functioning amazingly. But I declare that what I say is coming to pass. But what I'm saying over him what I'm confessing over him every day is empowering me to stay focused on what Jesus says about him and not the way the circumstances look. That is the ministry of Jesus in the earth. That's the last move of God in the earth. Jesus said when he came to the earth, I only, in so many different verses, he said, I only do those things that I hear and I see from Father. He didn't do anything else. You know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people that Jesus walked by and they didn't get healed? He didn't heal them because he was the Son of God. When he laid hands on people, when he spoke over somebody, when he spit in someone's eye and something changed, it's because he heard from Father and Father said, do that, and he did that. Jesus spent a good majority of his time in prayer and confession of the word. 
a good majority of his time. He had to get from Father what the next step was in a situation. I'm saying today, your and my next steps on a day-to-day basis come from our daily routine that we have established and our ability to hear from him through the seed of that word. So in Ephesians 3.10, just follow me in the Amplified Classic. The purpose is that through the church. I'm going to say it again. The purpose is that through the church. God wants you and I stepping into our purpose as the church. Our purpose is, His purpose is that through the church. His purpose in the earth is that everything happens through the church. Through the church, the complicated many-sided wisdom of God in all of its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers, authorities, principalities, and powers in the heavenly sphere. I want to read this verse in the Passion Translation. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm, God's full, everybody say full, God's full and diverse wisdom, watch, revealed through the church. Not just any wisdom, but the full wisdom of God. I have to say that the many-sided, the, 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 um, uh, the, div- the diverse wisdom of God. W- wisdom has levels. And because everything in God is revealed from faith to faith. But it's that revealed knowledge, that revelation, that establishes us. And we see that real clearly in, in the passage of Scripture um, in Matthew 16. I want, I want to read just a couple of those verses. You know the story, and Jesus asked the disciples who men of the time said that he was, and they said, they gave him different options. They said, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but who? But Father has. Jesus only did in the earth what Father said. Father's been trying to get us to understand we can't do anything in the earth and be effective unless we do it like Jesus did it. Peter said, you're the one, you're the Christ, you're the anointed one. And he said, you're blessed because... 
What's been revealed to you is the wisdom from Father. That's what you and I need. We need the wisdom of the Father to accomplish in the earth what needs to be accomplished. Remember, Christ revealed inside of you is the hope of the world. It's the hope of the nations. It's the hope of the planet. It's the greatest time ever for this planet if the church steps in to its purpose. What is the purpose of the church? To let the demonic forces know with the wisdom of God that they're defeated. What happened every time that Jesus came in the presence of demonic spirits? What did demonic spirits do in your presence? We have to answer that question. They flee from him, but if we're doing him, then they flee from us. Yeah. But if we're doing us and our thinking, they don't flee. But the purpose of the church is for you and I to step into that today. 2022 and beyond is the move of God where the ministry of Jesus through us is manifesting itself in the earth. <laughs> Wait my whole life for today Amen. and beyond. I've lived my whole life in preparation. I, I haven't waited. That's, that's the wrong statement. I haven't waited. I've prepared my whole life for today and beyond. You and I need to see it that way because whatever level and whatever place of preparation that you're in, just don't quit. Stay with it. But make sure that the Word of God is coming out of your mouth on a daily basis. Make sure of it. Make sure. No matter how silly it seems, no matter how much it doesn't seem like it's producing for you in different ways, you make sure that the Word of God is coming out of your mouth. I told you, and I've told you this many times, that my confession, I've got, I've got like I said, I've got, 30, I've got 30 plus minutes of just confessions that I speak over different subjects, groups of people, different things that I speak every day. But from this conference, I have, in my confessions, I have quotes from Eric Holler, from John Holler. I have quotes from Brandon Holler. I've got quotes from Roxanne Alexander. I've got quotes, quotes from Maceo Smith. Anybody that's been at Word First. But I've got quotes from Steve Kelly in Virginia Beach. Any message that I listen to, I've got two quotes that I have written down. One of them is what Brandon said on Friday night. The wisdom of God, not the opinion of man. And I'll, I'll, I'll form that and in, in add that to my confessions every day. I am a, something like this. I am a person that operates in the wisdom of God, not the opinion of man. And I'll hear myself say that from now on every single day. So every time I hear the word preached, I'm gaining understanding about what to say. I'm not talking about just saying anything. I'm talking about saying things that you can find in the word that attach to the word. It doesn't have to be scripture and verse. It can just be a part of a verse. But if what you're saying lines up with the Word and you can find it in the Word, say it. 
You've got to be able to find it in the Word. You can't just make something up. But if you can, you can back it up with God's Word, I mean, say it. And it does something in your life that cannot be explained. You, you can't even... There, there's times that it's like there's not words to explain what you know is happening, but it's happening. Because it's in the seed of the Word that all of the manifestation is. In an apple seed are all the apples. In one little seed are bushels of apples. Does that make sense? Look in, if somebody's holding up, they're eating an apple and they pull a seed out and they hold it up in their hand, in that seed right there is the potential for bushels of apples. It's the way the Word of God is. You've got to make it real to you. You have to make it real to you. Can you say amen? But he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my Father in heaven. And I've said this before, but I say it again. You position yourself, and I'll tell you what, how many stimulated vagus nerves do we have in the house today? I mean, four services in a row is going to stimulate that vagus. Woo! Huh? Mine's stimulated. I don't, e- I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> you know? But I feel stimulated. Amen? Because of the Word of God. But, so, when we come together, and you've heard, and we've talked about, and we'll continue to talk about being encouraged to, you know, to be in church, hearing the Word. Because when you position yourself to hear the Word, and you develop a daily routine of the confession of the Word, then the Holy Spirit can reveal to you the wisdom of God. Okay? So, I want to give you the the three definitions I gave you last week, but that you'll see them on the board today. And I want to give you these three definitions. First of the word wisdom. Kind of a very short definition, and I promise you, you've never seen this definition before because I kind of put it together. But wisdom is the ability... To understand knowledge the way others do not. And I just want you to take that and, and I want you to really meditate on what I'm saying. I'm not judging somebody else. I'm just talking about anybody else that's not operating from the wisdom of God. When you operate in the wisdom of God, you have something that nobody else has. Okay? That's number one. Number two, I want you to remember this definition of the word understanding. So wisdom is the ability to understand the knowledge the way others don't. Understanding, watch this, is grasping the significance of the wisdom that is revealed. Man, I I, I don't have words to tell you how vital that that definition is right there of you understanding. And I'm not going to read the next definition, and I'm going to, I want to come back to the, the, the definition of understanding. Um, <clears throat> but I want, to, I want to read this verse that Eric talked about last night first, and then I want to read out of Proverbs 4. And last night in 1 Corinthians 1.30, Eric made this statement, but of him 
You are in Christ Jesus who became wisdom, who became for us wisdom from God. Jesus became the wisdom. Who do men say that I am? John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the prophets. Who do you say that I am? You're the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my Father in heaven, and on this rock, I'll build the church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. In days past, we've seen the gates of hell prevailing against the church. Only one thing missing. We've had all the word talk. We've had all the prayer sessions. We've had all this, that, and the other. Only one thing missing. And that is the wisdom of God revealed. The wisdom of God revealed. As you're reading the book of Proverbs throughout the year, one chapter a day, I encourage you to read it in different translations. And I encourage you to spend time during the day meditating on what you read in that chapter. One chapter a day, 365 days or whatever, however, whatever number it is when you start, I promise you it'll change your life. It literally will change your life. And in this chapter, chapter 4 and verse 1, I want to read this and come back to my definitions. Hear my children, verse 1, the instruction of the Father. Give attention to no understanding. So hear my word is what Father's saying. Hear my word. And give attention to no understanding. Understanding is grasping the significance of the wisdom that is revealed. Make sure you get the understanding. Knowledge isn't enough. It has to be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. But if you have no word in you, Holy Spirit has nothing to reveal. And it's not just word that you've heard before. I mean... The Holy Spirit can reveal whatever He wants to. I'm not telling you what He can and can't do. He'll do whatever He wants. But He set it up for us to be responsible and to develop a life where we believe in the Word and we believe in it because we have a relationship with Him where He's revealing it to us. Not just something that we read and we have a knowledge of in our head, but something that becomes part of our life. He said, For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and what will happen? You'll live. Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and you'll live. That's what we have to do to hear the word, receive the word, Confess the word and make the word part of our lives in that way. And then he said, then get wisdom. He didn't say wisdom and knowledge are the same thing. He said, get wisdom from the knowledge that you are holding on to, that you're retaining and making a part of your life. He said, get the wisdom. Then he said what? Get the understanding. Exclamation mark. I feel like he's saying it like this. In 2022, 
we have to live our lives from here on out getting wisdom and getting understanding. I don't know about you, but if you take just the definitions I'm giving you, the definition of wisdom, the ability to understand knowledge the way others don't, how many would like that? To have insight and understanding just about knowledge that nobody else has, that other people may not have. I'm not saying you have to be in competition or you're trying to keep it away from someone else, but if people aren't going to seek after the things of God, I'm going to get all I can get. And what is the understanding, he said, to get? Everybody say get. I don't know about you, but we got to be in a getting mode. we got to get it. That means we got to spend time with him, and we got to understand what that means. I'll just give you just a quick synopsis of, of what it means for me to spend time with him. Spending time with with God for me is turning everything else off. Putting my phone somewhere on silent where I'm not watching it, you know, and all the text coming through and all the everything else, I'm putting it away. Put it aside. Thank God for my wife who has taught me how to do that. Seriously. (laughs) And I put it aside so I'm not distracted. And in that time that I'm spending with him, there'll be times where I confess the word, like I speak over my dad and over many other people. I speak those same things over, many, many others, and the other list of things that I say on a daily basis. But you won't stay with something like that when you're constantly distracted. If my wife and I are on a date and we're going somewhere, and uh, I've got my phone and you know, we're sitting across from each other to talk just about us. And I've got my phone watching, you know, sports scores or seeing who's winning on the PGA Tour. And yeah, uh-huh, and uh, yeah, and uh, right. There's no relationship. Think she feels valued? Yeah, I'll, I'll, just a second, got to see the score. Yeah, God, I'll be there, but I've got to answer this text. Hmm. That's not spending time with him. And there's times for me where I had to develop that. Okay, put it aside, okay, but I'm staying with it, and I'm still going to do it. You've got to work it through. But listen, man, when you step into your purpose and you step into the understanding of what I'm talking about today, you'll drop kick the phone. Hmm? You don't care whether you can find your phone or not. You don't care if you've got 48 messages. If you're spending time with him, You don't care about the rest of it. And that's the place it has to come to. It's not going to just happen. You're not going to just turn into that kind of person overnight. But you have to work on it. And the best way to work on it is through the confession of the word because the confession of the word begins to change the way you think. And then one day, all of a sudden, wisdom comes to you about how to set your phone aside. Wisdom has come to me about how to help my dad and do things for him in a way. I'm not talking about just caring for him. I'm talking about spiritually what God is telling me. I want to hear from him, but I can't just do something because I know there's a need. I've got to be adamant about staying with the important things so I can be in a position 
to have things revealed to me. Because listen, there's only one revealer, only one, and it's the Holy Ghost. His job is to reveal all truth. Can you say amen? It's his job to reveal all truth. So he said, get wisdom, get understanding, and then notice the next three words. And don't forget it. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will, what? Keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all of your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. Who will promote you? Wisdom. Not other people. Always looking for other people to promote us or this or what. You know, I need to get this and that. No. You, you exalt the wisdom of God. You develop and spend time in the wisdom of God. You spend time in your relationship with God and allow the wisdom to be revealed from the knowledge that you have. And it will exalt you. It will promote you. It will advance you. It, it, it will honor you and deliver you and heal you and make you rich. Other verses of Scripture that say with the wisdom of God, it defends you and it protects you. The wisdom of God does. But understanding the key that unlocks it is the confession of God's Word. Nothing else will unlock the wisdom of God because if you're not developing an understanding of how vital and significant that confessing the Word is to attain and be able to get the wisdom of God, then you're missing it. And then that goes back to my two words. I want to, I want to read the word understanding again, and then I want to define the word significance. Wisdom is the ability to understand knowledge the way others don't. Understanding is grasping the significance of the wisdom that is revealed. Because when you grasp the significance of not just having knowledge in your head, but knowledge that has produced the wisdom of God and it being revealed to you, and you understand the significance of that, you'll never settle for second best. Never. You'll never settle in your life, ever. And the word significance is this, is defined this way. Significance is the quality of being worthy of attention, worthy of importance and seriousness and consequence and weightiness and magnitude. To understand how vital it is that I give attention to the wisdom of God. How vital it is that I don't miss the consequences that there are to not tapping the wisdom of God. There are consequences. Because 
if what I just read to you, if the wisdom of God is going to preserve you, promote you, if it's going to honor you, if it'll deliver you, if it will heal you and make you rich and defend and protect you, then what has to be developed in my relationship? Because nobody, nobody can give you the understanding about how important that it is to value the wisdom that is revealed from the knowledge that we have. It's a job. I heard somebody say, my dad was this way all of his life. Somebody said this about my dad. He said, you know, this guy said to him, Herb, it doesn't look like you've ever worked a day in your life. And he said, I haven't because I love what I'm doing. He valued what he had and what, what God had blessed him with. He valued that. He said, like you never worked another, a, day, a whole day in your life. He said, I hadn't. He worked six and a half days a week all my growing up. But it was like he never worked because he just he enjoyed what he was doing. And when you value and enjoy the wisdom of God and you realize the consequences without it, you say, I'm not living without it. And you'll spend your time and it'll be, it's a job, but it's not a labor. Spending time with God is not a labor. It's something that will produce a joy and a fulfillment like no other. I'm saying to you today that this word regarding the wisdom of God is something that is evolving to me, and yet it's so personal. It's so personal that it's all, like I'm saying to you, it's almost, it's almost hard to put into words. I know I haven't even scratched the surface today with what's in my heart concerning the wisdom of God. I haven't even scratched the surface. And my prayer to, to God, Father, I want to, I want to understand the significance of how I've got to have knowledge revealed. I have to have the wisdom so that I can fulfill and step into my purpose in the earth because, listen to me, the demonic spirits don't pay attention to people that are not operating from wisdom from Father. And Jesus can't build His church. You say, well, Jesus can do anything. Yeah, you think. But He said He'd build His church on the revealed wisdom and knowledge and understanding of God. That's where he told Peter he would build his church. So if we don't see the significance of that, we can't be a part of what he's building. Because we have to build based on revelation and understanding of what Father is saying. And if we don't build that way, no good. So ask the Lord daily. Ask Him and thank Him for helping you to see the significance of revealed knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Not enough to know it, 
It's got to be revealed to me. I've got to believe in it. As I was confessing those things over my dad in front of you, God showed me something else. Man. I saw something. I saw something. I don't care how many disappointments that you've ever had in life. I don't care. There's no day like the present to understand the significance of of God revealing to you His wisdom and understanding about a situation. Listen, if it appears to be so big and there's no answer, then there's no wisdom. No wisdom. And I've been there. I've been there when it seemed like that. I'm saying no more because you can't force the wisdom of God you can't make it happen it has to come out of a relationship I can't force my wife to love me I mean I'm a lovable guy I can't force her I have to have a relationship with her there has to be an ongoing connection in our souls to have relationship and I have to know how significant it is to have that so we can have everything else. And it's the same way with God.